man. It's feeling familiar. Yes. We're back at it. I like it. It's like a it's like an old worn out sock or a rag. Just it's comfortable. It goes right on. Almost puts itself on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good times. So welcome back. How, how's your week been so far, Brent? Oh, it's been good. It's been good. Oh, and by the way, it was Tom Hanks. It was Tom, Tom Hanks. Okay. Tom Hanks plays the roadie for Aerosmith in Wayne's World. Okay. Yeah, and the reason that came up is why. Well, because we when we do our mic check to check, make sure all of our equipment's working, I like to use the word sibilance, sibilance, because that's what Tom Hanks did when he was setting up all the mics and stuff for Aerosmith. Well, see, now I'm going to have to go back and watch that movie. Wayne Fest or whatever they called it. Uh-huh. What was it called? Wayne Fest? I don't remember. I'm telling you, dude. That, that must be Wayne, Wayne's World 2. It had to be Wayne's World 2. Yeah. It had to be Wayne's World 2. That, and that's why. That's why. Because I saw that movie pro- probably once. So now I've got to go back and watch it because I do not remember Tom Hanks being in that movie. But Yeah, he, he played that roadie. And I, for some reason, I just remembered it. It just the way he said, sibilance, sibilance, mic check, mic check, sibilance. See, I hate you now because I'll be driving in the middle of the country going, sibilance, sibilance, and I don't even know what it means. I, I have no idea what it means. Wow. Well, maybe maybe one of our listeners can uh, can can let us know. Either one of you. Y'all can call and let us know. Yes. Get your, get your dictionary out because uh, we don't have one, obviously. So, speaking of our one or two listeners. We use the Urban Dictionary. That's what we use. That's it. We wrote the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, a lot of it we did. But no, uh, I noticed that we went over the 100 play mark uh, this week. Yes. Which is like 10 times what I ever thought we would get. Q, canned applause. Is that what they you were right. saying? <laughs> yeah, that's Yay. it. You did there it. There we are. There we are. Wow, that's a crowd out there. I knew we had it in us. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, just, I just never knew we'd get it out of us. So to the two of you who are apparently listening to this over and over again, thank you so much. Yes. You're really making us look good. No, I've had some, uh, I've had some people who have, um, uh, a, a lady I work with told me that she was headed back to um, uh, Jackson area, and she told me she listened to the entire list wow. of episodes on the way up there and back. And she said it was good. Wow, she said it was. She said it was good. Well, uh, tell her thanks. Oh, I've told her, and maybe over and over and over. Maybe urge her to get help. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she definitely needs it now. Something, yeah. something's broken. Well, she commented on the uh, you know one of the last episodes we did where we did the review of the uh, G site mm-hmm. uh, ELMS yeah. system. Yeah, and uh, and we you know we talked about guns and stuff a little bit, and she she said. I know so much more about guns now than I used to. Wow. She said, now I know so much more. And I was like, hey, that's what we do. This that's reminds we do. me of when we went to see Daniel Tosh. Mm-hmm. And he would say from from time to time through his stand-up, he'd be like, but hey, at least you know when you go home, you can say, I learned something. I learned something. That's so right. if that's all you right. got out of 12 episodes was you learned that's something, right. then yep. hey, that's, mm-hmm. you're better off. Well, most of the time people are going, ah, I learned something. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. I learned too much. Yeah. I now know more than I wanted to. Well, I also found out this week, uh, as as some of you know, my wife is a school teacher, 
and uh, found out that she happened to mention kind of in passing to a couple of her students that we recorded a podcast. And these students were like, what's it called? And they looked it up and started listening to really? it. Really? Yeah. So to those two uh, young men, I believe it were, you know, thanks for being with us. Shout out, gentlemen. Yeah. Good luck in math class. You're going to need it. <laughs> You're going to need it. That's it. So, no, I was thinking about you today, and I wanted to ask you this question because I honestly don't know the answer. We, okay. did, we didn't talk about this beforehand. but Well, I'm full of answers. You are. You're, you're full of – most of them aren't accurate, but I'm full of answers. That's it. So, as you know or may not know, uh, I drive a fleet vehicle with a GPS system that tracks my speed for work every day. Mm-hmm. And I have a lead foot. And so in order to stay under the guidelines that I've been given, I like to ride on cruise control. Sure. Because then I don't have to worry about if I'm, you know, not paying attention or daydreaming or listening to an awesome song and then be, you know, doing 80 miles an hour. Do y'all have have GPS on the, so it can be tracked? Yes. It's tracked all the time. Yeah. So they know where it is at all times and they know my speed. Is Is it a GPS thing that alerts you when you get to be a certain speed? It doesn't. See, I used to drive a fleet vehicle for a previous job years ago, and it would start beeping like Mm. the most. And it wasn't like a clean, you know, you hear a beep, a beep, beep. Uh It wasn't clean. It was like a raspy. Like a screeching. It was was like a a crow with a vocal cord problem, and he was Mm. like really high-pitched, and it would just. Oh, gosh. It would just kill you. Yeah, and when you get to 68 miles an hour, that thing would start squawking, but. Well, see, our thing is, is we have to stay below 75. Mm -hmm. And the problem is in a van, you're coming over a hill. And on cruise, if you're at 70, it'll jump up to 72 or 73. If you're at 72 or 73 and come over a hill, it'll jump up to 75 and you won't even know you've hit it. Mm -hmm. So I try to keep it like sometimes I go under the speed limit, which people love, by the way. They are so just enthused. I love those people. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times if I'm on the interstate, I'll put it at 65 mm-hmm. um, just because then I know for sure. But today I was trying to get to a place so that I could get back here to record this podcast. And so I'm doing probably 71, right? It's about as much as I want to push it. Sure. And this is what, this is what I was going to ask you about. So I come up on an exit uh, and I pass the exit and then there's the entrance ramp where the people are coming down off the exit mm-hmm. to get on the interstate. Yeah. And this person comes off doing like 55 miles an hour. Okay. So it's like, I'm going to have to hit the brakes. Yes. We're going to meet right there at the merge point. And you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm either going to have to lock it up so that they can, so we can do that. No, you go. No, can I go? Yes. Just go. Somebody go. Yes. So instead I move to the left lane. Okay, because they're going so slow, and they come off the exit, and I'm getting past them just enough where I'm starting to feel comfortable to put my blinker on and move back over to the right. Yeah. Well, then they're gassing it, right? Not flooring it, mm-hmm. but just enough to stay right about my blind spot. Yep. And now they're picking up enough that they're right at the back quarter panel of that van, and so I can't get over. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is now people are stacked up behind me, and they're stacked up behind her. And so I'm trying to slow down. She's just keeping pace with me. Did you say her and she? 
I guess I shouldn't have said that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we're going to be canceled. Right. <laughs> we're going to be canceled. So the thing is, is apparently I'm now the pace car for her. I don't know if she's on her phone and she's just using me as a guide to what speed she can go. Mm-hmm. If I slow down, she slows down. If well, I she's speed up, to run out of room. Well, she's on the she's on the interstate now. I moved over so oh. that she could move over. Oh, you weren't. Were you trying to get off the interstate there? No, I was oh, just okay. going past okay. the exit. Okay. So she came down, got on the interstate. I moved over for her to pass her, and then she picks up just enough speed to stay where I can't get back so to the right. Back, yeah. So I I slow down, she starts slowing down. I speed up, she starts speeding up. And it was like we were just matched. And now we're a rolling roadblock and cars are stacking up. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit the cruise, you know, the little plus button mm-hmm. twice to get two more miles an hour okay. because I can't floor it. As I speed up, she speeds up. And before you know it, we're in this crazy tug of war and I'm losing my mind. Because I don't like to impede anybody. I don't want to be the one that's in everybody's way. Mm-hmm. And so finally, I'm just like, screw it. And I hit the gas. And I'm like, I know I'm going to be on the on the report next week. I don't have a choice. And I goose it around her and get in front of her. And then she just basically rides my butt for the next however, until the, until I get off on the next exit. No, I, I hear you. I, that's, that is frustrating. I hate that. I just don't. I feel like this is my opinion, right? And, right. and the the views and opinions expressed by Branson are not necessarily the, you know, shared by the entire show. But I'm going to tell you this, right? I feel like there should be a branch of law enforcement that hangs out around interstate exit ramps and on ramps, and people who do that kind of thing, they should be able to drive beside them and shoot them <laughs> in their car. I loathe and despise people like that. Yeah. There's a way to do it and a way not to do it. More people do it the way you shouldn't do it. And yeah. It's frustrating. It's a breath of fresh air when I when I approach uh, an interchange like that and the person getting off or the person getting on is doing things the right way. That's it. Because it's so seamless and it flows so smoothly. Yeah, it becomes synchronized. Oh, man. It's a, it's yeah. a dance. But it is nowadays, it seems to be a rare skill. Oh, it is rare. Because, as a matter of fact, going down that same interstate going south earlier, right around that same exit, it was one of these things where I've got an 18-wheeler in the left lane. I'm in the right, so I can't move over. I come up where the cars are merging onto the interstate, Mm -hmm. and I get one who is well ahead of me, probably four car lengths. And I'm slowing down, flash my lights, letting him know he can come over. Mm -hmm. What does he do? Starts hitting the brakes. Right, but he's running out of room, so now he's getting on the shoulder, yeah. and I'm slowing more, even more, to let him over. He does not come over, mm-hmm. and finally, I just hit the gas and blow by him, him riding down the shoulder, yeah. and I'm thinking, I, there's nothing more I can do for you. Well, I, I always I learned, and you probably learned the same way I did. If you are getting on an interstate or on a highway, uh, and you're you're at a on ramp, that You've got time and you've got the space needed to pick up speed so that you match the speed of the traffic that is already on the interstate. That's it. That way you can merge in and keep going. Everything keeps going. And when you're getting off, you should not break on the interstate. You should hit the 
exit ramp, brake while you're going through the exit ramp, and you got plenty of time, plenty yeah. of space oh, to yeah. do that. Yes. That's the correct way to do it. Right. But people who stop on the on-ramp or slow down to 40 miles an hour on the interstate right before they get off, mm-hmm. those people those people should be uh, shot. Well, you know, I, I think the problem is, is we've put so many warning labels uh We've got Narcan for people who overdose. We have safety nets that basically used to. It was like those people would have died long ago Mm -hmm. because there there wouldn't have been a sign that says, don't walk off of this edge right here or dangerous cliff. And they would have walked off it. Jacob, I was in a sport goods store uh, a little while back, a few years back. And I was just kind of browsing through the the fishing section. Mm -hmm. I enjoy walking through and seeing what new stuff they got out and, you know, things that I haven't bought before. And I picked up this uh, this fishing lure, and I was looking at it in the package, and I flipped it over on the back, and there was a little small sticker on the back that said, do not swallow. This thing had 40 hooks on it. What? 40 hooks. It says, do not swallow. <laughs> now, now, and I immediately thought to myself, well, that's, that's good advice. Don't swallow this. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. But the reason that you shouldn't swallow it is this contains, this product contains lead, that is known in the state of California to cause lead poisoning and cancer and all this. It was not because there's a bunch of hooks on it. It's because it may have lead-based paint on it. Wow. This is the society we're living in. <sighs> yeah. It's funny because you see these warnings on things, and I go, you know why those are there. They're there because somebody at some point did something Screwed it all up, right? And then probably got a lawyer and sued, or they died and their family sued. Uh, that's I think that's a it's a it's a pandemic that we have of stupidity. Oh yes, definitely walking around. It's definitely screwing it up for the rest. That's, of been, us. that's been a pandemic for a long time. Not just uh, not just since 2019. This is true. I I agree with that. It, it would seem that we've gotten worse, which is funny because we have. Instant access to knowledge. Yeah. I mean, literally, I can pick up this cell phone next to me and I can ask questions. I don't even have to type anything in. I can just press a button and go, uh, hey, Google, what's this? And Google will search it and give me an answer. You can do it with Siri, uh, Alexa, all these listening devices. You can ask questions. And yet we are, common sense is just gone oh, down yeah. the drain. Yeah. No, it's a... Uh... It is. It's definitely. Uh, I like the way you call it a pandemic. Yes. It's. Uh, it's rough. Yeah. And it's killing smart people every year because we're trying to make room for these ding dongs. It's the movie Idiocracy. Yes. Yes. It's funny because you you told me you told me about that movie and then we sat down and watched it and at the time I thought it's it's funny in a lot of ways but in some ways it's not funny because you go well if this has any truth in it. You know what I mean? Because I start looking and, and and I remember thinking like, this is actually sad because I realized that it is relevant. This is what we're living in. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Idiocracy is, I mean, that's the, that's the most prophetic movie I've ever seen in my life. And it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But you look around and you go, holy crap, we're, we're living in this. Well, I tell you what, when we come back, because we're going to, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, when we come back, let's let's talk about that movie because it's been a while since I've seen it. And for those who haven't, I think they need to hear the parallels. Yes, I love it. Let's come back. Yep.
hands. It's so consistent with that rhythm. Love it. I'm a semi-professional beatboxer. <laughs> Do you know, apparently my son, who is, uh, you know, six or seven. I, I thought you were trying to remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> you said, oh, no. My son, who's... um. He's the one with what's the, the... What's the kid's name again? But he apparently has learned about beatboxing. You know, uh, he watches YouTube kids or kids at school showing him stuff. Thanks a lot, public schools. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. teaching him so well. But he, he came home and he was at, talking about beatboxing and how cool it was. And he said, yeah. Dad, beatbox for me. And I'm like, uh. And it's in that moment where you, you realize I have no talent for that. Right. You know, and I'm like, oh, let me try something. Yeah, it's like it's like the saying, you know, and it's it's a very uh, you know, it's, it's one of these sayings that I'm going to have to uh, tone down a bit. But it's like a monkey screwing a football. Yes. That's how I looked. Mm -hmm. I was like, um, let's see, a uh, wiggy, wiggy, welcome to my life, wiggy, and he's looking at me like I'm a moron. And I said, son, I, I don't know how to beatbox. I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's one of those times, one of the, and there will be others where he realizes uh, dad's not as cool as I thought he was. Now, unfortunately, I can only be his hero for as long as he's ignorant enough to realize I know nothing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> as he gains knowledge, right. uh, I, I start coming down. As he down. gradually becomes smarter than you? Right. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, maybe another year. I think I've got him for at least one more year. At least. Yeah. So, anyway, we were talking about this movie. Uh, what is it called again? Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Oh yeah, it's a fantastic film. And I call it a film because it's uh, it's for cultured people. Right. Yeah. Uh, so give us kind of a you know a basic synopsis of this film. Well, it's got a uh, it's got Luke Wilson in it. Isn't mm -hmm. that Luke Wilson? Owen. No, Wait, Owen. no, it's Luke. It's, it's Luke. Luke, the dark haired one. Yeah. The Owen is the blonde. Yeah, and it's got Maya Rudolph. Uh -huh. She has, she was on Saturday Night Live. Um, who else is in this thing? Uh, uh, Terry Crews, yeah, was in it. Big boy Terry Crews, yeah, uh, great the, cast already. Yeah, oh yeah, you you can't, you can't. Uh, Dak Shepard, Dak Shepard, yep. yes, Isn't okay, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, he plays a brainiac, I guess. No, um, uh, the Luke Wilson plays a um, a guy in the military. He's in the army, and he is supposed to be just absolutely average. Mm -hmm. Nothing special about him. Yeah, he's not you know not deficient in any way, but he's just ordinary and average yeah. and so they pick him for a an experiment where they were going to cryogenically freeze him in a box and um and then thaw him out yeah and you know for x amount of time it's supposed to be like i think it's supposed to be like five years or something well anyway the the program the military program gets shut down while he's frozen and 500 years later he wakes up and it's what has transpired over the last 500 years and the basic synopsis is the smart, intelligent people of the world mm -hmm. uh, continue to overthink uh, reproducing and having children. And they put it off because there's one reason is, uh, you know, they have, a, you know, it's just not the right time. They don't have the money to do it right now. They don't want to bring a, a child into the world the way it is now. You know, that kind of right. stuff. Oh, yeah. And so the smart people gradually get to a point where they can't reproduce anymore. While you got, uh, yeah, ding dong over there, Cleavon or Cleavis <laughs> or whatever his name. I can't remember what the guy's name is, but right. it's, it's funny. They do a really good graphic of all of his offspring, and there's even one time where he he falls and uh, he screams out, "Oh my nutsack!" And then uh, 
oh, it's good. And then he's, you know, he's back to reproducing, you know. Right, yeah. And uh and so it's it's where the where the world has gone because the idiots have just kept reproducing and reproducing. Yeah. And uh, it's a great movie. It's a really good movie. But the thing that you that you watch is at first you're laughing because it's, you know, it's just all silly. Sure, yeah. But as the movie goes on, you start to see things in the movie and you go, "Wait a minute. That's mm-hmm. That was today. I oh, saw yeah? somebody like that today. Yeah, because I remember one scene in the movie where the, this guy's sitting in his, uh, you know, his lounger or whatever, his lazy boy. Yeah, that's Dak but, Shepard guy, yeah. But the lazy boy has a toilet in it, uh-huh. and he's got like a feeding tube that brings him drink or yeah, whatever. It's like, it looks like a, um, no, he's got a, um, uh, it looks like a bucket, that round bucket from KFC. Uh-huh. But he's like sucking like paste, food paste out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and everything is owned by Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. has monopolized the world. Everything, right. everybody, right. I mean, everybody uh, owes their life to Carl's Jr. because that's yeah. the only thing that that survived. Yeah, uh, and so basically they become slaves to entertainment. It's like they mm-hmm. they watch this one show where the guy constantly gets kicked in the nuts. It's called Ouch My Balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so. Yeah. You know, and and which is hilarious to them, yeah. but basically they're sitting there, they're stuck in this chair, mm-hmm. uh, eating and watching TV, and and then pooping in the same spot because you know getting up would be too much of a hassle. And I can see this with with cell phones mm-hmm. because there are times when I'm watching a video, right, and it's like everything else has to revolve around me being able to continue that video. It's like I'm trying to reach for my drink. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find some food, but I can't not watch the video. Mm-hmm. Now, as bad as I am, the younger generation is yeah. 10 times worse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's bad. Because you could be like, uh, excuse me, son, could you hand me that uh, remote over there by you? And he's reaching. He's he's trying to, and I'm like, no, it's right next to your leg. He can't find his own leg because he's not looking. And I'm like, no, you just touched it. No, go back. And it's become ridiculous that we can't, our focus is so, it's tunnel vision to oh, yeah. the extreme, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And that's, and, and it's dumbing us down. I truly believe it. Yep. Uh, and, and it's funny because we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, off, off recording about uh, Facebook's new, you know, they're, they're changing their name to Meta. You know, because they're they're trying to build the metaverse, yeah. and I think that's that falls right into that parallel. Oh yeah, it does. It absolutely does. It's like, look, we're going to make it to where we're a one stop shop for your entertainment, for your news, mm-hmm. for everything you need to know, want to know. You just come to us. It's called Internet Walmart. Yeah. Oh gosh! Imagine what the people of Walmart will be like then. That's what it is. Yeah, it's you get everything you want right here. Yeah, one stop shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never have to turn us off. Uh, you can wear you, you can w- be with us while you sleep, and then when you wake up. Uh, and I tell you, <laughs> it's kind of like this skit on SNL that I remember some years ago, where they had these people and they brought them on, and they were like. They were celebrating them for a comment that they made on social media. Okay. You remember this? Yes, I think so. And it was like, hey, look, you made fun of this grandmother uh, when her child died. And you were like, ha ha, suck it, loser. You know, it's something, yeah. some kind of insult. 
And they're like, yeah, I sure did, you know, because they're proud of it, proud of it. And they're like, well, we just happen to have that grandmother here. Right. And they bring them out. Yeah. And they get to punch them or kick them or whatever. But the look on their face That's when they're like, we just happen to have that person you insulted right here off who's screen. here. Yeah. And then they're like, oh. Yeah. And well, I love those, I love those uh, like memes whenever – like you see somebody sitting in a crowd and they're fixing a, there's a big guy standing behind them who's, you know, they, they pissed off somebody in the back and that's when you, you forget you're not on the internet anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you forget tonight you're not on the internet. Yeah, so you, you forget to filter uh-huh. and you just say whatever you would say online and yeah. now you got a, a beating coming your way. That's it. Yeah. I, I tell you what, man, it, I get what they're trying to do. You know, and there's a lot of money to be made. Sure. Obviously, that's that's sure. a big driving. Well, they payment. wouldn't do it if there wasn't money there. Sure, and they wouldn't do it if they didn't think that people would follow. Yes, the next cool thing. I got yeah. my quote fingers on that. The next cool thing. The next shiny. Yeah, objects that they wave around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll probably have them in droves. Yeah, they will. And it's bad. I mean, look, we're having a hard enough time. You know, since the pandemic. You know, I was reading about how hard it is to get people that want to work. They don't that they got a taste mm-hmm. of just not working oh, yeah. for like a solid year. And I tell you, that's part of the reason why long vacations for me right now are dangerous. Because the longer I'm away from work, the more I start to go, how do I do this so I never have to go back? Oh, long vacations? Dude, let me tell you what, I'm questionable after a weekend. Yeah, I get yeah. Saturday and Sunday off. I may not show back up for work on Monday. The, well, and that's why I'm sure. Yeah, because you get it. You get a taste out there, and you go. You know, work is for work is work. Yeah, what well, you realize exactly how bad work sucks. That's it. So, I got to go back just to just to get back in the swing of things. Go back to get a back on your schedule. You know, that's exactly right. But we are definitely living in idiocracy. Yeah, I could agree with that now. As a matter of fact, thinking back to the, from what I remember the movie, mm-hmm. it's even more depressing. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Well, I love this part. It's my favorite part is, uh, is the guy goes to the doctor, right? He goes to the doctor and, you know, because he thinks something, he's trying to get help because mm-hmm. he doesn't know. He's 500 years later. Everything's different. So he goes to the doctor and the doctor stands there with these, with these big silver probe things three like really big so look like uh, gigantic pins you know mm-hmm. 20 probes and they're attached to these wires that go up to the wall and so he's standing there and he tells uh, luke wilson's character he tells him he hands him one and he goes i want you to put this one in your mouth this one in your ear and this one in your butt and then he goes no wait hang on he takes them all back and he's trying to and he's looking and he says no put this one in your mouth this one in your ear and this one in your butt and i just go oh my gosh is that what the are we going that way in the medical field i don't know who knows but that's my favorite part well i'll tell you this you know the there's a part of that movie where it shows all their their crops are dying mm-hmm. because they're feeding it uh, whatever the drink is that they rondo Brondo. Yeah. They're feeding it Brondo because it has electrolytes. It has electrolytes. No one ever bothered to ask if plants could even drink Brondo. Right. right. And so it's killing off their food. And I think a lot of this is kind of like us saying, yeah, no, we're we're not going to produce any of our own energy or gas or coal. We'll just get that from somewhere else. And I'm thinking, okay. You're still using it. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. It's kind of like an article I read this past week that said, if you get the fast charger uh, for, uh, oh, gosh, what is the car company that does that? Tesla. For a Tesla. Mm -hmm. And you charge it and you use it regularly, that the cost for that electricity is almost equal or less than the cost of buying gas. And so you got to ask yourself a question here. First of all, where is that electricity coming from? There it is, my friend. You're not plugged up. You're not plugged up to a solar panel because the thing would take weeks to charge it, right? You're plugged up to a, a 220 or whatever in the, for the fast charging, yeah. right? And you're pulling that from a either a coal plant or a nuclear plant. Natural gas-fired plant. Yeah, yep. or a solar panel plant that is backed up by a nuclear plant oh, yeah. or a coal plant yeah, yeah. because they don't generate enough gigawatts of electricity. I talk about this. I talk about this on occasion with um, uh, my students. Uh, some of my students, we talk about this. I've got a, a group that, you know, kind of, um, uh, they cycle in and out, right? In, uh, you know, a few days I got them. And so I take the opportunity to talk about, you know, energy sources and, you know, where, where does our energy come from? That kind of stuff, kind of like a little science deal or whatever. I've only got them for an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so we'll talk about that and we'll talk about different types of, you know, conventional forms of energy and alternative forms of energy and what are the pros and cons of each one, right? And so, and that's one of the things we talk about is um, if you're, if you're um, driving one of these fancy little Tesla cars that doesn't use gas and so it's not putting off all these toxic fumes, mm -hmm. Well, how do you power that thing? Well, you got to charge it up. Well, where does that power come from? It comes from the power company, just like yeah. everything else. Yeah. And so we talk about that and understand that there's, you know, we, a lot of people like to think it about stuff as, you know, a black and white issue, but there's just a whole lot of gray there. You know? Sure. The other thing I always tell them, this is a statistic I heard a while back, is, you know, like, um, like out in California and other places, they have these giant windmill farms. Yeah. I know when I was in California back in the, you know, back in the mid, late 90s, there, um, there was a place, uh, there's a place out there called Manteca, California. Yeah. And it's just hundreds, hundreds of square miles of these gigantic windmills. These things are 150 feet tall or whatever they are. Sure, yeah, they're huge. Yeah, they're humongous. Well, the statistic I heard was that to produce those uh, windmills to to build them right, build the turbine in it, mm -hmm. build the blades, build the stand, the housing, and all that stuff. It costs more in energy production or, or is energy usage than that windmill will ever be able to produce in its entire lifetime, standing up straight, running. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they don't run forever. the The blades will fall off. Oh, it yeah. will fall over. Yeah. It will something will happen to it, and it'll it'll they'll have to get rid of it and put another one up there. And it will never produce as much energy as it took to build the thing, to create it. Wow. And so yeah, it makes you go, well, why are we doing this? Well, yeah. we're doing it because of the warm and fuzzy feeling we get from being green or being, you know, an environmentalist or, you know, being environmentally friendly. These yeah. are all, all these buzzwords. We yeah, it, it reminds me of a story I read in high school. And it talked about this man who considered himself a conservationalist. He tried to live off the grid. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about that um, he didn't have a car. He lived in like a log cabin. He hunted. He, you know, he, he fished. He had plants and stuff like that. But one, And he was thinking about all the good he was doing. 
And, you know, as he's working his land, one day he's walking and he realizes all of the trails that he has naturally created just by walking through the forest around his house. Mm -hmm. And that now in those places that he walks over and over, nothing grows. And he made the point that just existing as a human being means that we leave a mark on a place. Now, I'm not saying don't pick up trash and don't make, do the common sense things. Mm -hmm. Don't throw your trash out the window. And if you see some, pick it up and put it in a trash can where it goes. We can be smarter about some things for sure. Sure. But at the end of the day, the only thing that we could really do to save this earth is probably put a gun in our mouths and all of us just, you know, all of us drink the Kool-Aid, we all die, and hey, then the earth would would be covered in green and lush with animals destroying each other in a thousand pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would, you know, uh, but if we're going to exist here, then we have to acknowledge that, hey, there are things here that we need. Absolutely. Yeah, we can be somewhat responsible about how we get those things and, you know, what we do to the land that we live in. But but the idea that somehow you're going to kick that can down the road and that makes it right. Or like, for instance, California, you know, saying, well, you know, 60% of our energy, uh, what is it? I forget what the exact number is. But they get so much from renewable sources. Right. But the majority of it comes from out of state where they pay other states to give them energy coming from, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hydroelectric dams, nuclear power plants, coal power plants. Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's like, you know where this is coming from. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like going, look, I didn't kill the cow, but I'm going to eat steak every night. Mm -hmm. Well, it's got to come from somewhere. It's got to come from somewhere. You're right. And the cow doesn't care. I mean, if you're eating it, you're you're he considers you part of the problem. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. He considers you. <laughs> You're you are the problem. Yeah. That's it. No, it's a it's a trade off. It's definitely a trade off. Well, and, and I also talk about um, with these kids sometimes the uh, you know Elon Musk and his his uh, beautiful Tesla cars, mm-hmm. and you know he's all about you know using a different way to power his vehicles. Yeah. And you know where does that energy come from? Blah blah blah. Well, if you're going to charge it, you're going to be environmentally friendly because you're not using gas. Well, yeah, yeah you're going to get you're going to get your the electricity from a conventional place, but also the factory that is producing these Tesla automobiles, this runs off of traditional conventional forms of energy production. Yeah. They're not using solar power. They're not using wind power or hydroelectric power because they want to run that plant 24 hours a day. That's right. 365 days a year yeah, and it never wide shuts open, off. Yeah. Wide open. And you can't have that with yeah. a lot of these others because sometimes the wind doesn't blow or the sun doesn't shine. That's it. You get a cloudy day and you're going to shut the plant down. That really works well for Or all the salmon are swimming upstream and it's affecting the current. Whatever. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yep. Wow. So it's a, there's a trade-off there. Always a trade-off. Well, we've reached the end of another episode, folks. It's been fun. I'm getting teary-eyed just because we've reached the end of one. You can't see him, but he really is teary-eyed. I enjoy each and every one. Well, let's come back and do it again. Idiocracy. Look it up, folks.